You're listening to the Bible teachings of Reality Church Stockton. For more info, please visit our website at realitystockton.com. So I've been reading uh, slowly through a fictional book called Hind's Feet on High Places with my children. It's a wonderful book. And it's very similar to a very old, familiar story called Pilgrim's Progress in that it follows this character named Much Afraid as she's journeying on this very roundabout path toward the mountain of God. And all along the way, as you would sort of expect, she faces these serious threats and setbacks at every turn. And one of the worst things, interestingly enough, actually one of the worst things that she experiences along the way is her own extended family. (laughs) And um, they can't accept the fact that she has chosen to follow this character named the Good Shepherd, the Jesus figure in the story. And so now they are following her, trying to convince her all, all, all along to turn back, employing all these various tactics to discourage her and convince her that she's made a horrible decision and that she needs to come back home. And it says at one point she's in this thick fog in the woods and she's discouraged and she's disoriented and she's like convinced that she's gone the wrong way. And then all of a sudden, one by one, her relatives begin to sort of like peek out from the trees. And it says, quote, whispering and talking at her through the clinging mist. And it says, of course, she ought not to have listened to them. She knew better. But the mist was so bewildering. And she found something in her heart responding to them almost against her will. She was feeling drawn and sort of pulled back by these voices to return to her old life, to her old self, to the old identity, as Paul would put it in Colossians 3. She's stumbling. She's now muddy. She's all turned around. She's miserable. She wants to give up. Their taunts are so compelling. And yet at that very moment, she remembers one of what she calls the mountain songs that she had learned from one of her companions along the way. It was a hymn that she didn't realize that had been dwelling deep in her soul. A song that was sort of like deeply embedded in there that she she had forgotten was there. And it was ready to be retrieved when she needed it most. And it says the mist was so thick and so clammy that she was nearly stifled and she felt she must do something to try and cheer herself and drown out the ghostly voices which kept whispering to her through the trees. If I sing quite loudly, she told herself, I shall not be able to hear what they say. If I sing loud enough, I will silence them. And it says that as she sang loudly, it grew very quiet. And the loud, sneering voices of her enemies died one by one. Paul says in Colossians 3, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in wisdom, and singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, word or deed, Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. What Paul is saying is, let the gospel be at home in you and you in it. 
Be so saturated in the word of Christ. Be so saturated in the songs, the mountain songs of his people so that it makes its home in you. That's what we do as we gather regularly, week after week. We are making our home in the gospel so that the gospel makes its home in us. And the vision that we have here in Colossians is that we as God's people would become a people so filled with the language of praise so that when we are tested or when we are tempted or when we are bumped and disrupted or even worse, when we are wounded in life, that songs come out, that we as God's people bleed praise so that gratitude, so that grace would become our most natural reactions. Not anger, not self-pity, not defensiveness, not slander, not cursing, not victimhood, not ghosting, not passive-aggressive responses, but psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Pretty otherworldly, isn't it? But as some of us are starting to smirk, we know that this does not come naturally. I've never met a person where this just happens naturally for them. It has to be practiced. This is the importance of spiritual formation. We've got to get these things pressed in through teaching and singing. And so today, we want to do things a little bit different and really lean into this instruction to first let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. We are ordering our service today in a way where we can open ourselves up to the word of Christ, allow it to wash over us. We want to saturate ourselves in the word of God. We want to take it in and then give extended time to respond in singing, to actually put it into practice. Paul says, sing. I would rather not talk about singing. I'd rather just like, I don't know, do the thing, right? And allow God to form our hearts through song in an unhurried way. So just practically speaking, First Presbyterian has been wonderful hosts. They've actually moved their service so that we can meet at this time. But as you know, every Sunday feels a little bit hurried. We even get up here and are like, okay, praise the Lord, let's get out of here as quick as possible, move across the hall to the Koinonia Hall, you know. There's, there's always a sense of like, we gotta hurry, we gotta hurry, we gotta hurry. So we wanna like resist that today and praise God in an unhurried way. It's interesting that Paul says, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You ever noticed how hurried we do things in the name of Jesus, right? You start a meal with your family and they're like, oh, we forgot to pray, quick, someone pray, right? Quick, someone, so, uh, you, you pray, you pray, quick. And then think about how fast we end pray, prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you, in Jesus' name, amen. No one ever taught you how to pray in Jesus' name, amen? Like, is, are you, is, that, is that what speaking in tongues? Yeah, like in Jesus' name, amen. Like, he's not even worthy to slow and say his name in Jesus' name, amen. We, 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 have, to, we have to resist that hurried pace that has set into all of our lives and give unhurried uh, time to the name that is above every name that deserves 
a pause and a deep breath. And so as we respond, uh, I want to remind you of some of the biblical postures of uh, prayer and praise that the Bible actually instructs us and urges us to do. Singing. Singing is not just like a fun thing that we do or like kind of like a necessary thing that we do before the preaching of the word. And it's like, oh, I've got 15 minutes to kind of like show up. Like, like, no, this is what it's about. Worship does not prepare us for the word. The word prepares us for worship. This is rehearsal for eternity. This is the stuff. The Bible calls us to lift our hands. This is not like a charismatic thing that the church down the street does. We'll just like let them do that over there. No, the Bible tells us to lift our hands, to lift holy hands. Kneel. We put out these carpets every single week, opportunities to kneel before the Lord our God and maker. Clapping. Think about the ways that we lose our minds at sports events or at concerts or at like a first grade piano recital like we clap for the Lord we shout to him oh I'm not really a shouter you're a Christian aren't you and then also standing in awe and trembling before him just getting such a God-sized vision of who he is that we start to like shake Uh, I don't want to prescribe one specific response but I do want to urge you and encourage you to engage the Lord in biblical ways today as we respond in praise and singing. And if there's any, any opportunity and any reason to rejoice, it is that this is the end of my sermon right now. <laughs> so I would like to call up the worship team at this time. We're gonna give that unhurried time to praise and to worship. And what I wanna do is, if you're able, call you to stand to your feet We'll have different prompts here as we go along, but we want to really respond. And what I want to do is I want to read over us Psalm, a portion of Psalm 72. Psalm 72, verses 18 through 19. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, who alone does wondrous things. Blessed be his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. Let's worship the Lord.